Hi, this is Ricardo, pastor of Journey Church Ventura. Thanks for taking the time to listen to our podcast. Hope you're having a great week. We hope it's life-giving and life-changing. Take care. I want to talk about today being together. In the next three weeks, this week included, we're going to talk about what it means to be together. Obviously, this is significant, right? This is the time to be together. And regardless of whether we have to stay in our own spaces, in our own 18-foot, 6-foot social distancing uh, space, regardless of that, we are together today. Do you feel more together than you have been for a long time? That's awesome. Many of us have felt lonely. I don't know about you, but sometimes when I get isolated, I don't feel as strong as when I'm together with other people. Um, You know, there's always strength and power in numbers. And when we're together with each other, uh, that that helps me feel a little bit stronger than weak. So maybe you've been isolated and feeling weak. Uh, I'm sorry for that. Maybe you're uncertain. I, I know that many of us have felt like our whole purpose has changed. Our whole meaning in life, the things that we're normally doing and serving and getting involved in, we're not doing that anymore, and we're losing that sense of purpose. Well, I want to say this. I want to make this very clear. The church never stops. The church, you can tell us to shut down. You can tell us to lock down. You can tell us to not meet. You can tell us to do whatever you want, but that doesn't mean that we ever stop being the church. Amen? Yeah. And I think it's important that we understand that there are differences in understanding about what what unity is and what uniformity is and what um, union means. There's there's a difference in understanding. And some some people have have said that if we're not together, we're not the church. Well, there's a part of that 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 is accurate. I'll give them that. I'll I'll say we belong together. Amen? We belong together. We belong as a group of people. We should be worshiping together. We should be spending time together. <clears throat> but at the same time, it's not all about just being together. If that were the case, then there would be people around the world that are isolated, that are, are, are in communist countries, that are places that they can't meet, but they are still the church in their context. If uniformity, if uniformity was the message, then all of us would have to be the same. And that's not the message. That's not what we're supposed to be. We want everyone to be different so that we can be whole. Because if we were one, one identity, if we were uniform, if we were the same people, then that wouldn't make sense. If all of you were like me, well, that would be good for Mexican restaurants, and that's about it, okay? That would be good, and that's about it. But everything else, we need the diversity. We need the difference. We need all of us and the differences that we bring to our community, to our, that makes us whole. That makes us complete. And we need to understand that. What we really need and what we're going to talk about today is the idea of unity. Same mind and purpose amongst diversity. Same mind and same purpose amongst the diversity that we have. And so I'm excited to read to you a passage of Scripture that I think is very, very powerful. In John chapter 17, if you have your Bibles, you have your... uh, your Bible on, on your phone, whatever the case may be, John 17 is a very, very powerful, powerful passage of Scripture. Some commentators call this passage a sacred, holy ground type of place in the Bible that very few places rest like that. I mean, the whole Bible is sacred. But when you have Jesus praying, wow. <laughs> when you have Jesus praying, wow. When you have Jesus praying for us, you and me, that's amazing. 
That's amazing. So this whole chapter, John chapter 17, is Jesus praying. The first part of John 17, he's praying for himself. He's praying, God, glorify me. Take me back. I'm ready to go to heaven. I'm ready to go back where I was when I, before I came to earth. And he's ready to go back up to heaven. And then he prays in the second part of this passage, he prays for his disciples, the people that have been following him for the last three and a half years that have walked with him and, and talked with him and learned so much about him. And he prays this really compassionate prayer. He prays this prayer that says, God, I pray that you would protect them. They are I'm leaving this world, and they are going to stay in it. Protect them from the evil one. He cared so much about them, he prayed for them. And here's the third part of this passage that we're going to talk about today. He, he prays for you and for me. First of all, let's just celebrate that right there, that Jesus, over 2,000, yeah, over 2,000 years ago, over 2,000 years ago, prayed for you and for me. Listen to this. And he's, first of all, this is the big question we're asking today. This is a simple big question we're asking. How do we experience true togetherness? And this is what this prayer is all about. What does together really mean in the context of faith? How do we understand being together, even when we're scattered, even when we're isolated, even when we're separate in some ways, even when we're socially distancing? How can we be together? The truth is the church is truly together when Christ is living in us and us and, and loving through us. The, this is the truth. The church is truly together when Christ is living in us and loving through us. That's the big idea. That's the concept that we want to get today. And I believe God's going to help us see that. In John 17, verse 20, it says this. My prayer is not for them alone. So this is Jesus praying. So listen to him praying. This is Jesus praying. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who believe in me through their message. I pray also for those who believe in me through their message. He's praying for you and me, the persons who will, because of the apostles' message, because of the apostles' preaching, because of all the preaching that's gone on through all 2,000 years of history, you and I are being prayed for because we are the believers today. And maybe you're a guest today, and maybe you have, you're kicking the tires of faith. Maybe you're trying to figure out what this whole Christianity thing's all about. Well, over 2,000 years ago, Jesus prayed for you. Jesus prayed for you because you're going to hear the message. Yes, you're going to hear the message of Jesus Christ. You're going to hear that he loves you. You're going to hear that he cares about you. You're going to hear everything. And so our th one thing that the first thing that brings us together is our second birth, not our first one. Our second birth, not our first one. You go, what? Being born a second time? That's weird. That's a little freaky. That's kind of crazy. No, when, when we talk about being born again, we're talking about Jesus coming into our lives and taking what was broken and making it brand new. We're talking about what Jesus does when he comes into our lives and we put our faith in him because he died on a cross and because he rose again. We put our faith in him and all of a sudden our, our lives change. We become new people, the Bible says. I like what one commentator said. He said this, Christian harmony, what brings us together is not the ex on the externals of the flesh, but on the internals and eternals of the spirit in the inner person. Listen to this very carefully because it speaks to our culture today. We must look beyond the elements of our first birth, race, color, abilities, 
all the differences, all the varieties of people that we have, those are not what uh, uh, separate us and build our fellowship on the essentials of our new birth. We must come together, not based on our color, our, 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 our uh, talents, or anything else, but because Jesus has saved us. That's why we come together. That's why we come together. That's what brings us together. You didn't drive into this parking lot to kind of go, okay, let's... Uh, you came here because Jesus made a difference in your life. And maybe you're a guest of ours and you haven't had that difference made. He wants to make that difference in your life. He wants to make that difference in your life. What brings us together, what brings us to, to this place in our lives is because Jesus has made a difference. Our second birth is what brings us together, not our first one. Not the one that, that made you a, 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 a Mexican or a, 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 an Anglo or an African American or whoever you are, whatever you do, it's because Jesus has brought us together. Amen? Amen. John 1.12 says this, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. We are family. And that's what brings us together. You and I are family because we believe in Jesus because of our second birth. You and I can call each other brother and sister. I love Ron. He always calling me, hey, brother. I don't believe he'd call me that if, if I was just walking down the street. Maybe he would. Maybe he's, the, you know, maybe he's that guy that just calls everybody brother. I don't know. But um, he's calling me brother. And when, I, he, when he says that, I feel connected to him spiritually. I don't feel connected to him just on a social level. I think it's a brother in Christ. And it's powerful. The second thing that brings us together is not only our second birth, but the second thing that brings us together is the glory of Christ that we share. And let me make sense of this. Jesus prays in this prayer. He says, <clears throat> he says this. He says, my prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. You hear in that prayer that Jesus is making? He's saying, I want everybody that believes in in jesus to be like jesus and that glory is the likeness of jesus that glory is what makes jesus shine in our lives and so he says this he says may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me i have given them the glory that you gave me that they may be one as we are one i in them and you in me. So here's the power of this passage, is that Jesus is praying that all of us would be like him, and that when we are like him, that brings us together. That brings us together in purpose, in passion. In, 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 when we have a liking, let, let's say that all of us were to like, um, what would we like? We would like uh, football. Go Seahawks. Go Seahawks. And I'm sorry if you don't like the Seahawks. Um, don't let that separate us. Let diversity bring us together. Let's like football, not just the team, okay? All right. But the commonality that brings us together is that we are like Jesus. When you get around, let me tell you, I, I lived in Seattle for 30 years, and if you weren't a Seahawks fan, uh, you didn't feel like you belong. 
There were some problems even in our church one time when the Seattle Seahawks were playing the Denver Broncos, and there was some Denver fans in the church. They actually left the church because the church was celebrating the Seahawks and not the Broncos. And we were like, well, why would we? And so, no, I'm just kidding. And, and, uh, but then we beat the Broncos 48 to something. I forget. It was a terrible, it was a crazy um, uh, game. Anyway, uh, <coughs> the commonality that brings us together is the glory that Jesus shines in us. In other words, when we have a likeness, it brings us together. Not only our second birth, the birth that brought us together because Jesus saved us, but because the likeness of Jesus pulls us together and says, hey, because we like the same thing, it brings us together. And when we come together with the same thing, it begins to shine out of us. You look at a Seahawks game, you look at a, at, a, at a Raiders game, you look at a, uh, okay, I'll mention the Chargers or the Rams, you look at all of those, and if that's a home game, what do you see? You see all their colors, right? You see everything that's showing. And when you see that, you go, man, that's a Charger game. They're playing a home game. Or that's a Ram game. Or that's a, that's a Raider game. Or that's a Seattle. Whatever game it is, it's because all those colors are here. What shines when we come together? Jesus. Jesus. And it's powerful. It's amazing. And so what brings us together... <clears throat> is that same experience that you and I have when Jesus transforms us, everything that comes out of us is Jesus. And when we come together and we shine that light, it gets bright, it gets crazy, and people see Jesus. What we want this community to see is the Jesus that's made a difference in us. Amen? His glory that he has shared with us, his power that has transformed us. And when we let that transformation show then the glory shows. So what brings us together is that second birth. What brings us to together is that glory. And, a church <clears throat> and, and let me just say this. The biggest challenge to any church today is division. Is division. We want our world not to see a divided church, a church that's angry with each other, a church that's, that's bickering with each other, but a church that is united and put together. Why? Because we're, we're saved and because we share his glory, his likeness, and we shine the same colors. Amen? And we shine that same colors. We will not, we will not let the church be divided. A church that loves and serves Jesus together will always be attractive to those who live in a divided world. We can't be a divided church in a divided world. What difference are we? But if we're a unified church and love each other and love our world and love God especially, we cannot be stopped. We cannot be stopped. The third thing that brings us together <clears throat> is the cause of Christ. The purpose, the meaning of, of, of who Christ is and why he came to this world doesn't change. If he lives in us, then his mission is what lives in us. His mission is what we're all about. And we make no apologies at Journey Church Ventura that we are about reaching those who have yet to discover God's love, grace, and forgiveness. We have no apologies in what we're about to reach this community for Christ. And as we continue to, to grow, as we continue to reach out, we will reach out. We want to spend more time out of our walls than in them. We want to spend time out of these fence lines than in them. And when we do, we shine Jesus to this world. That's why we, Jesus has made a difference in our lives. Listen to this. He goes, so that, he's continuing to pray, so that they may be brought to complete unity. He wants us unified. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them 
even as you have loved me. Then the world will know. What, is we, what happens when the church comes together? The world sees that Jesus is real. The world sees that Jesus is powerful. The world sees that Jesus makes a difference. The world sees that he can pull people together instead of push them apart. You guys, we live in a desperately divided world. We live in a world that has so many different philosophies and so many different things going on and so many things. I don't care what you believe politically. I don't care what you believe socially. I believe that the church has to be the, the one that's swimming up the stream that says we love no matter what. We share your love and grace no matter what. And we will do everything it takes to show you that Jesus is alive and well. We will not be a, a divided group of people. We'll be a unified group of people committed to share Jesus' love. That's why I want you to take a box extra with you. Let's, let's do the, the things. Let's be the things that we're supposed to be as we leave this, the, these, these fence lines today. Let's take a box for ourselves, but let's take a box for others. And if you don't need the box for yourself, take two boxes for others. And share those boxes and let people know that Jesus loves them. And when we do, and we, we do that together, we are unstoppable. And the last thing that I want to bring to you is why we, uh, what, what's the difference when we come together is that what brings us together is the desire Jesus has to be with us. I think this is one of the most powerful statements in the whole prayer that Jesus prays. Listen to this. Father, I want those you have given to be with me where I am. I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory. Can you imagine the creator of the universe, the savior of the world, the person who has given hope to all of us wants to be with us. Wants to be with us. Have you ever done whatever it takes to be with the ones you love? Have you ever done whatever it takes to be with people that you love? You'll, you'll, go, you'll drive, you'll, you'll go, I mean, you'll go anywhere. To be with the people that you love. And that's what Jesus wants. And that's exactly what he did. What brings us together is that very fact that Jesus wants to spend eternity with you and with me. Oh my goodness, that is so powerful. It doesn't matter how many mistakes you've made. It doesn't matter how much sin you've committed. It doesn't matter how deep you are in your stuff and the things that you got going on in your world. Jesus said, I will die on a cross so that your sins can be forgiven. I will die on a cross so that you and I can spend forever together. And that's what Jesus is all about. Yeah. He says, Father... I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory. I want to be with them forever. And that is so powerful, and that's what brings us together. Our second birth brings us together, that hope that Jesus saved us from our sin. Our, 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 his glory, the very colors that we wear, the robe of righteousness that we all bear because of what Jesus did for us brings us together. That, that, that power that Jesus uh, prays so that we will be unified under his flag, under his glory, under his salvation, all of that brings us together and his desire to be with us brings us together. What does it mean to be together? It means to have Jesus in our hearts and to come together with his colors, with his love showing in all of our lives. 
And what I love about those horns honking and the, 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 the transformation that's happened and the tailgates open and all this is that what brought us together is Jesus. Amen and amen. If you came, if you came discouraged, if you came frustrated, if you came lonely, if you came with this with the shadow over your shoulders because of COVID or, or whatever the case may be, I just want to give you hope today. If you're online and you're, you're still kind of hanging back at home, just do not for one moment feel that God is not with you. Don't feel alone. Don't feel, I, I realize it might feel lonely, but know that you're not alone. Know that Jesus loves you. Know that you have a church that's praying for you and is available to pray for you. And I just believe that God is doing something powerful in our lives as we have this first step in coming together. I want to ask all of you to take out your communion cups. And uh, again, on the top of that cup, if you pull back the first layer, you'll find the cracker. Be careful because sometimes they're hard to pull apart. And sometimes you can spill. So if you care about the clothes you wear, be careful. This communion symbols are the reminder of why we've come together. Of what pulls us together, what bonds us together, what holds us together are these symbols. These symbols represent the very first point of the message. And that is Jesus wants all of us to be saved. And he made that possible. His desire to be with you and for me for eternity, he did by dying on a cross. He did by coming from heaven to earth and living a perfect life. And by that perfect life, he has made it possible so that you and I can have our sins forgiven. These symbols represent the very broken body that was shed, that was broken on that cross, that was ripped apart in a scourging that he bore. And I believe that what God wants to do right now is remind us that we are together in this, that we are pulled together by what God has done, by his grace, by his forgiveness, by his love, by everything that these symbols represent. So I want you to hold this cracker high and I want you to just hold it up and let's ask God to bless it. This represents the broken body, the Bible says. And Lord, we pray that right now you would bless this symbol that you would help us know and understand that your body was broken so that our sins could be forgiven, so that our sicknesses could be healed, so that our hope could be restored, so that we could experience true love. And Lord, I pray that you would bless this symbol now and as we receive it, God, we ask that you help us to never forget that you gave your life so that we could be together with you so that we could be together as a family, so that we could experience your glory, so that we could anticipate spending eternity with you is what you want for us. So Lord, we ask that you bless this symbol right now. In Jesus' name, amen. You may take the cracker. Thank you, Jesus. And Lord, we recognize that all of us have sinned. All of us have made mistakes. All of us has done stuff that we regret and that we don't want to do and we didn't want to do. We made mistakes and we need your forgiveness. And we recognize that this cup is a symbol of that 
forgiveness that you offer us and we must accept it in faith believing that you have the power by the death on your on the cross and by the shed blood that you shed we have forgiveness of sin so lord i pray right now in the name of jesus that you would bless this symbol and help us to never forget that you loved us so much that you shed your blood for us bless us now as we receive it in jesus name amen Whether you're here in this parking lot or within, <clears throat> within the hearing range of these speakers or online, if you have yet to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, <clears throat> I just want to offer you the opportunity to pray this short prayer and accept Jesus as your Lord and accept Jesus as your Savior. Maybe you're sitting in your car. Maybe you're sitting in an office space or another car far away. Maybe you're online. Lord, I just pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, thank you for dying on a cross for me. I admit that I've made mistakes and I've sinned against you. And I pray your forgiveness. And I accept your forgiveness based on the work that you did on the cross. So that I could have the forgiveness of my sins. And that they would be thrown as far as the east is from the west and never to be remembered again. And I accept the fact that you rose again and that you are today living in heaven. And that's my promise of eternal life. And I accept that. And I commit to follow you for the rest of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Thank you, Jesus, for giving me hope. And I pray your blessing today on my life and my commitment to serve you from this time forward. Well, if you prayed that prayer, one, I'm super excited. <clears throat> and two, I'm, I want to ask you to just fill out a piece of information. Whether you're in a car, online, you can... Excuse my voice. Obviously, I've been pushing it a little bit. <clears throat> but if you've accepted Jesus Christ, just fill out a little card, inf, uh, a, a con connection card that says, I accepted Jesus today, and let us know so that we can help you grow in your faith. And I'm very, very excited that you made that commitment. Well, if you're... Here today, you've experienced the first ever drive-in service we've had here at Journey Church Ventura. <clears throat> Amen. <clears throat> so excited that you're here. So excited that you have uh, joined us, and we hope that it's been a blessing to you. Uh, you guys are going to be led out slowly, out through these gates, not through the ones you came through in the first place, but out these next gates right here. There's the, the fruit boxes that are available to you. If you need anything from us, uh, please hang around. Let, your, let it be known that you need something from us, and we'll do our very best to help you. God bless you. We love you. We're so excited that you are here today. God bless you. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to join your journey, and I hope the message made a big difference in your life. And if it did, we just encourage you to go to journeychurchventura.com and let us know. Also, be free to share this message with your friends and family. We just love to impact as many people as we can. Once again, thank you for joining us at Journey Church Venture.